Beach. Member supported KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Hello, this is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Human Crafted Radio. I'm here every Saturday at 9 a.m. with Rainbow Radio, where we discuss the latest news on LGBTQ interests and discuss on this day in history. Every week I have a special guest and we have interviews. Interviews again, Rainbow Radio, Craig, every Saturday.
Good morning, Laguna Beach. Craig here, Rainbow Radio, bright and early on this beautiful Saturday morning in Laguna Beach. The weather, we need to know the weather. First off, it says Gale. Gale is warning us. Oh, that's a Gale warning. Sorry. Ah, a mix of clouds and sun early followed by cloudy skies. So I guess it, we're going to give way to cloudy skies this afternoon. The high is 63, winds light and variable. Uh, humidity 60 percent uh and saturday night it's 52 degrees it's going to be so it's 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 typical this time of year let's see what's happening the rest of the week oh my goodness uh well tomorrow it's rainy but then monday tuesday wednesday thursday is sunny 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 highs in the mid to high 60s low 70s for the week so we got a sunny week coming up uh, a break from the rain Thank goodness we're not in the freezing cold that is going through Texas and the uh, northeastern states as well. Um, we are truly blessed here in Laguna Beach, California. And yes, indeed. So that's the way it is. Rainbow Radio, uh, alive and well, all things considered. What's going on here in Laguna Beach? You know, I um, I I found <laughs> I found a new website. You know, I search around. I try to do my homework. <laughs> uh, there is a um, a uh, what is today kind of a website. National Day of this, National Day of that. You know, or today's the first day of um, so February. I laughed. Jim, Jimmy Kimmel went out on the street and asked people how to spell February. It's amazing how many people uh, misspell February. I think as most people pronounce it February, but it's F-E-B-R-U, February. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So for the month of February, today, the first Tuesday or the first Saturday of every month in February, it's National Play Outside Day. So you're supposed to play outside today. What else we get going? Oh, it's uh, this one I really like. <laughs> it's a National Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. Hmm. So if you haven't had breakfast, you better get out that ice cream and have. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> well, once in a while, have ice cream for breakfast, I think. Yeah. And it's also, uh, maybe if it's cold and rainy, it's National Homemade Soup Day. I don't know. I think I prefer the ice cream. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know what this, where this one, National Create a Vacuum Day. How do you create a vacuum? I don't, uh, hmm? And then the last one is National Thank Your Mail Carrier Day. So if you see your mail carrier... And that's M-A-I-L. <laughs> Not to be confused. You should um, thank them for their service. Yes. So that's a new feature here. I'll try and get to it every week. <laughs> for February uh, 2023. So I think uh, you better get out the ice cream. It might be a little chilly. <laughs> but hey, that's what it says. So I'm sticking to it. <laughs> And also, um, I found some stuff, um, more internet stuff. It's worth showing. I mean, it, it, no one has a lot of time to spend on the internet, so I'm trying to, you know, do some research and share it, you know. 
kind of vet it out for you where it where it be. So um, this is for Los Angeles Center presents um, the inaugural theater season. Uh, it's for Los Angeles from this is from the Los Angeles LGBTQ Center, which is a big deal up there, I tell you. Uh, so it gives a, a list of things going on in Los Angeles, which is what you know, forty-five minutes, depending on traffic, to an hour and a half or two hours, <laughs> getting north. Yeah. So uh, the Los Angeles Center has chosen four plays that will comprise its first ever theater season, uh, celebrating the depth and diversity of the LGBT. DQ narratives. <clears throat> the lineup spans 88 performances. I don't think I could attend all of them. <clears throat> Celebrating the depth and diversity. Um, let's see, blah, 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 comedy and radically <laughs> reimagined musicals. I like those, like Swan Lake. And uh, what's the... What was that other one um, where it was, uh, I forget, he, he did two Carmen instead of Carmen the musical, it was Carmen in, as in mechanics. I went and saw that at them. <laughs> of course I went and saw it. Are you kidding? <laughs> and it, they turned into a love story about a mechanic and a love affair between a couple of car mechanics to the music of Carmen, and it was beautiful. It has a very, it was a very poignant love story, and Carmen. <laughs> anyway, and I suppose there's some of that in this. Uh, what's coming up? Uh, it says, building on the center's rich legacy of storytelling and community building, we are thrilled to announce our first full theater season," said Jonathan Prolet. Polks, the center's artistic director. It's an honor to champion these amazing stories in partnership with some of LA's most visionary theater companies. Together, we're embarking on an ambitious season celebrating community, collaboration, and connection. So that's going on at the LGBTQ Center in Los Angeles. Performances will begin at the Davidson Valentini Theater on Thursday, February 9th, which is coming right up, with Mike Bartlett Oliver's award-winning play, uh, C-O-C-K, hmm. a comedic look at the complexities of human sexuality presented in partnership with Clear Glass Productions. The center will then uh, collaborate with uh, Big Little Theater Company for the world premiere in March of Miranda Rose Hall's innovative musical. Oh, a period place. A period piece. In April, Celebration Theater of the Center will present a new brain, a gender ex <laughs> expansive immersive production in the Finn and Lapine musical Captivating Eccentricity. That sounds interesting. The New York Times from the New York Times said that, uh, about second chances and the urgency of art. Uh, hmm. And rounding out the season will be Nickel Philippils. Uh, Philippils, how about that? Philippils, the bottoming 
process. A dark comedy that tackles the issues of race, sex, power, and the model minority myth. Well, it will take its world's premiere at the Renberg Theater in May, co-produced by IAMA Theater Company and The Center. So, um, I would recommend that you go to the Los Angeles LGBTQ Center and under the Cultural Arts page, it lists all of the events going on that I have just touched on, but there's four major theater presentations this season. It's their inaugural inaugural theater season, and uh, I think that's a really great thing for the LGBTQ Center to be doing in Los Angeles. And they're at our doorstep. Now, I know I should be talking about what's going on locally to... Uh, we don't have an LGBTQ center here in Laguna Beach. Maybe we should start one. <laughs> you think? Uh, okay. Write me a letter if you're interested. We'll start one. Um, and then there's um, some... I'm pulling some of this from uh, Rage. It's a monthly publication um, that lists things that are going on. Uh, San Diego, Los Angeles, Palm Springs... And when something happens in Laguna Beach, something happens in Laguna Beach. And I have to mention, um, as I drove in this morning and stopped at the intersection of Crown Valley and PCH and uh, saw a white bicycle in a mass of flowers attached to a one of the... Um, Oh, posts there that uh, hold up the signal lights at that intersection in honor of a doctor that lost his life there on, I think it was Wednesday, and just how tragic that is. And um, I don't know what to say except that I acknowledge it here and just how I can't understand how that happens. Um, I, I'm, my instinct or my thought thinks that it was road rage on some level um, gone way far out of control um, why we can't be more kind um, but anyway the what's pouring out was just uh, it was emotional just to sit there and see all the the flowers just amazing amount of flowers on the on that um, corner of the PCH and Crown Valley, a memorial there. Very poignant, I might add. Anyway, if you haven't heard about it, there was a bicyclist, a doctor, from the uh, practiced at uh, for the last, I think, two decades, they said, at Mission Hospital here in Laguna Beach, was uh, struck by a driver looks like purposefully and then assaulted and later passed it uh, didn't not survive anyway it's tragic it made the national news actually as it should anyway that's uh, the sad news this week the very sad and tragic I might add news um I hope they get to the bottom of it and figure out what, why it happened. That would be nice. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on to more cheerful 
news. Um, shall we go into on this day in history, or shall we continue with what's going on in the theater business? Because um, it's all LGBTQ stuff. Oh, let's go on to the theater. The theater. I was a thespian. <laughs> Yes, in Boise, Idaho, I was a thespian. I still am, I guess. <laughs> I guess once a thespian, you always are. Is that they say? You can't. You can't go back. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, in um, a play titled "Cute Boys in Their Underpants Fight the Evil Trolls." <laughs> yes, that's the title of it. In Boise, Idaho, of all places. I don't know if you could do that again nowadays. But it was a it was a life changing experience for me. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, so let's see the world. Let's see, this is uh, moving on with theater. Uh, world premiere music comes to the La Jolla Playhouse. How about that? Or La Jolla, <laughs> La Jolla, La Jolla. Uh, a story that defined a generation has been reimagined as a groundbreaking new musical, The Outsiders. Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1967. The hardened hearts and aching souls of Pony Boy Curtis, John Cade, and their chosen family of outsiders are in a fight for survival and a quest for purpose in a world that may never accept them. It is a story that uh, bonds that brothers share and the hopes we all hold on the hopes we all hold on to. Uh, this gripping new musical reinvigorates the timeless tales of haves and have-nots, of protecting what's yours and fighting for what could be. The Outsiders is an adaptation of S.C. Hinton's seminal novel of Francis Ford Coppola's groundbreaking film. Performances will begin Sunday, February 19th. And this is at... Um, the La Jolla Playhouse. It is with tremendous excitement that we cap off the 2022 and 2023 season with the world premiere of The Outsiders. So, um, that's what they're recommending. And then, uh, what else is going on at the theater? Sunday in the Park with George kicks off the Soundheim celebration. Again, go to, this is uh, articles written by Jay Jones in uh, Rage Publication, which is online. Um, so that's what's going on. At the world premiere musical comes to La Jolla Playhouse. And then Sunday in the Park with George kicks off the Soundheim celebration. And the other one is uh, under globes, uh, under the baseball sky. Where is that going to be? Doesn't say where. Hmm. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not giving you much information here, but uh, it's uh, all listed in rage. Oh, and then anything goes. Colt Porter's. That's another one. That's a San Diego musical theater. Embarks on the first. Production of the new year, Cole Porter's Anything Goes. I'd love to see that. And then the last one is Tick, Tick, Boom, which is Jonathan Larson's musical opens um, 
at uh, and where? Friday, February 17th in Long Beach Convention Center, Entertainment Center. Long Beach Convention and Entertainment Center. So that's in Long Beach. So it goes from San Diego to La Jolla to Long Beach, uh, different theaters that are um, theater entertainment with an LGBTQ flavor. So you can't go wrong, okay? Go to, <laughs> go to Rage and uh, look for Jay Jones, whom I know personally. Nice guy. Um, and he's written articles about all these different uh, theater productions that are LG of LGBTQ interest. Again, Rage Publication. Google it, Rage Publication, and go to the section called Theater. It's just out. There's a digital version for free online. You can read all about it. And the last uh, part in the Rage Publication is Community uh um, so it lists what's going on in the community, various things um, that you that are could be of interest to LGBTQ. Uh, no hate, which I talked about, which was um, oh a couple weeks ago. It's a campaign about um, let's not be hateful. <laughs> Show your support for the no hate movement and add your face and fight for equal human rights. An open no-hate photo shoot will be held Sunday, February 19th in San Diego. So uh, the one I talked about was in Long Beach, but they're having another one in San Diego. Uh, so um, if you want to participate, I think it would be a great way to spread the love and, and uh, squelch the hate. And if you want more information, it's no, N-O-H-8. So it's N O. Letter H and the number eight campaign, C A M P A I G N dot com. No, N O H eight campaign dot com and uh, go. <laughs> Be a nice day trip, wouldn't it, to San Diego? Uh, and uh, Broadway Hollywood will host LGBTQ Night uh, Broadway in Hollywood. Okay. <clears throat> and that's February 22nd, performance at the Disney's The Lion King Hollywood Pantages Theater. So The Lion King. And then Little Foxes. Madonna Drag, Brun Drag Brunch and Wig Party will be coming to Palm Springs. A sing, dance, sing and dance. Oh my, that's a Palm Springs. I think that would be fun. Mad Madonna <laughs> Drag Brunch and Wig Party. Huh, I wonder what the wig party's about. <laughs> we'll be coming to Palm Springs. Sing and dance with the queens to your favorite Madonna hits <laughs> at Reforma on Saturday, February, February 18th, hosted by Epiphany Kali with special guest C.C. Russell. Um... Boy, that sounds fun, too. Costa Mesa South Coast Repertory Theater will hold an LGBT Community Pride Night at the theater on Saturday, February 18th. Um, it will include a pre-show mixer on the terrace with complimentary wine. Enjoy uh, a performance of Lillian Hellman's drama, The Little Foxes. And that is... Um, that sounds fun. <laughs> Another one. 
The LGBTQ Center OC will host an annual speed dating and friends making event. Mm, okay, if you're uh, feeling the need to, you know, I, I, we made it through January, okay? <laughs> That's the way I feel. I feel like we're charging through the holidays full of this and that and the other thing and all this stuff going on, and then you hit January. And you go, oh, all of a sudden there's free air and you decompress and you go, oh, <laughs> and it's, you're there, there you are with yourself <laughs> and it maybe not be easy. I mean, um, maybe, uh, maybe it's difficult. So I remind everyone, take it easy on yourself. I think January can be a, can be a difficult month, but it's past us now. It's February, and we're moving right along, and there's lots to do in February, as I'm relating to you. So the dating thing is an, is, is an option here in Santa Ana, um, ages 18 to 29. Oh, oh, my, that leaves me out. I just turned 30. No. <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, if you're 18 to 29, you're invited to this social entertaining evening to meet new friends, community members, or potential matches. Activities include one-on-one -on -one and group mixing breakout rooms, introductions, getting familiar with LGBTQ Center, and sharing social media and more. So there you go. Something to do. And then in San Diego, there's the Red Hot Dance on Saturday night, February 11th. DJ Laura Jane will highlight this party. So it's a red hot dance celebrating our diversity of queer women's love. So this is uh, for the ladies. Uh, the event will have a $5 suggested donation at the door. And the last one on community, join the San Diego's uh, Black LGBTQ Coalition for their first Black LGBTQ Human Rights Experience. This is an interactive experience. What day is it? February 11th. Uh, poetry, slam, music, food, raffles, and prizes are included. And that is in San Diego. So lots to do. Again, Rage Magazine. This is under community. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things to do under community. So if you say there's nothing to do... <laughs> Well, you're totally wrong. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's take a, uh, I'll play a few tunes and I'll be right back with On This Day in History. <laughs>
That's right. Dancing in the Moonlight. That goes out to my friend Lynn in the UK, who's always listening, I think. <laughs> anyway, love her. Love her dearly. Okay. Um, I uh, Let's get to on this day in history this week. Uh, a lot happened on February 4th and some milestones on Febu- February. In 1973, a 20-year-old French actress and the star of The Last Tango in Paris. I saw that. That was just with Marlon Brando. I, t- I didn't get it. Maybe I was too young and immature. Marie Schneider admits to the New York Times that she is bisexual, stating, I've had quite a few lovers for my age. More men than women. Women I love more for beauty than for sex. Men I love for grace and intelligence. Oh, that's a little ambiguous, don't you think? (laughs) Trying to to appease both sides of the equation, I think. Congressman John, in 1981... Congressman John Henson, a Republican, note that, is arrested for performing an act of oral sodomy with a 28-year-old man in the restroom of the House of Representatives office building. He pleads no contest and is given a 30-day suspended sentence. He resigns two months later. Hmm. In 1987, Liberace dies at the age of 62 in Palm Springs from AIDS. Just two weeks earlier, his publicist had denied a Las Vegas Sun story that claimed he had the disease. He's buried in Los Angeles Forest Lawn Cemetery. This is the really big news on February 4th. The Massachusetts High Court rules that only full, equal marriage rights for gay couples, not civil unions, would be constitutional. This is in 2004. The history of our nation has demonstrated that separate is seldom, if ever, equal. An advisory opinion from the four justices who ruled in favor of gay marriage stated, A bill creating only civil unions, not full marriage rights, would be unconstitutional, inferior, and discriminatory status for same-sex couples. Again, 2004. So February 4th was quite a news... (laughs) A newsful day. Uh-huh. So moving along to February 5th, 1981, <clears throat> Toronto police stage a massive raid on four local gay bathhouses, arresting 305 men, the largest mass arrest in Canadian history. The raids prompt a riot the following night, causing more than one participant to consider this the Canadian Stonewall. That's 81. Moving along to 82, the film Personal Best opens in New York City. It depicts two women, Mariel Hemingway and Patrice Donnelly, as competing athletes who have a lesbian affair while training for the Olympics. Shocking. Shocking, I say. (laughs) And February 6th in 1989... After having debated and rejected similar measures for years, the American Bar Association votes 251 to 121 in favor of supporting federal legislation to prohibit discrimination against gay men and lesbians. American Bar Association. Okay. That's where you get martinis, right? No. Oh, that's a different bar. Oh. Hmm. February 7th. In 1977, 
The U.S. State Department lifts its ban on employment of LGBTQ people and announces that it will consider gay applicants on a case-by-case basis going forward. So what does that mean? (laughs) On a case-by-case? Sounds like they're still reserving some room for discrimination. Oh, well, far be it for me to be the pessimist. Moving along to 1978, the Oklahoma State House of Representatives passed a so-called teacher's fitness statute, which allows local school boards to fire homosexual teachers or any teacher advocating, encouraging, or promoting public or private homosexual activities. This is Oklahoma in 1978, folks. The National Gay Task Force later filed suit to challenge the law's constitutionality. In 2012, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in California rules two to one that Proposition 8 is unconstitutional because it violates the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. In the ruling, the court said the law operates with no apparent purpose but to impose on gays and lesbians through the public law a majority's private disapproval of them and their relationships. Very well said. (laughs) Who wrote that? (laughs) 2012. In California, no less. Okay. On this day in history, January 8th. Moving right along. 1977. White House aide Midge. I had an aunt named Midge. Costanza meets with officers of the National Gay Task Force to discuss what the Carter administration can do to further the gay, the cause of gay rights. Well, good on Midge. In 1977, that's uh, pretty progressive for 1977, I think. And moving along to the last day in this week for this day in history, January 10th. In 1976, 76, Gary Trudeau's Doonesbury introduces a gay character, Andrew, oh, Andy Lippincott, who had first appeared a month earlier. Five newspapers refused to carry the story of Andy's coming out to Joni Caucus Lippincott. Lippincott appears on and off in the Daily Strip for years. In 1989, he returned to the strip when it is diagno- when he's diagnosed with AIDS. Over the course of the next year, Lippincott battles with the disease and eventual death from it, helping bring the AIDS crisis into popular culture. Uh, Gary Trudeau, good guy. In 1983, spokesman for the San Francisco Giants tells a banquet audience that the Giants are planning to set up a special seating section for their gay fans. Instead of the grandstand, he jokes, we're going to call it the fruit stand. Aha! In 1990, director Bill Sherwood, whose only feature film was critically acclaimed, the 1986 movie Parting Glances, dies of AIDS at the age, the young age of 37. And that, folks, is on this day in history. Uh, for uh, for the week of uh, February, um, for this coming week, starting today, the week of Feb- February, 
And we'll have, I'll be back after a little more music here with uh, some more news. How about that?
This is Craig, KXFM 104.7, Rainbow Radio here on a beautiful Saturday morning in Laguna Beach, where the weather, uh, if you if you missed the weather report, I'm going to go over it real quick here one more time because uh, it's, spo- it, it's supposed to be uh, clear and sunny, as you might realize right now. And today is a national I- have ice cream for breakfast day, so if you... If you're just getting up, have your ice cream and no, enjoy the sun because it's going to have, we're going to have gale warnings, a mix of clouds and sun early, followed by clouds, skies this a- cloudy skies this afternoon. Uh, the high will be 63, winds light and variable. The humidity is 63 or 60%. Uh, and sunset is 525. I, uh, daylight savings time cannot come soon enough um, for me. So uh, it doesn't say more than gale warnings with an exclamation mark. <laughs> and then the rest of the week, so with the exception of tomorrow, where there'll be showers, is sunny. How about that? Yes. <clears throat> sunny, sunny, sunny. So uh, the rest of the news is uh, not nice. I have to warn you. <clears throat> so if you want to tune me out for the next two or three minutes, I'm going to go over it just because I find it just too horrendous to ignore. Uh, Egyptian, this is in uh, Egypt, which is, again, on that African continent, um, which is there's two articles on the African continent that are pretty shocking, I have to say. In Egypt, homosexuality is highly stigmatized, and there have long been allegations that the police there are hunting LGBT people online. Hmm. Now, the BBC News has seen evidence of how authorities are using dating and social apps to do this. All victims' names have been changed. However, having grown up in Egypt, I'm aware that the pervasive homophobia that permeates every part of society, but friends there tell me that the atmosphere has recently become more brutal and the tactics of tracking down LGBT people are more sophisticated. Essentially... There's no safe place, way to communicate in Egypt now because uh, the authorities are using the dating apps to entrap gay people and arrest them and persecute them. How about that? Is that lovely? But get this next one. Niger, leader plans to outlaw gay sex and execute Married same-sex couples. Isn't that lovely? President of the West African nation of Niger is laying the groundwork for enhancing harsh anti-homosexuality laws in the country where same-sex intimacy is is currently legal. He proposes the death penalty for people in same-sex marriages. Mohamed Bazoum, president of Niger, is preparing for a newly established committee of experts to develop a new anti-homosexuality law. Why can't you spend your time on something productive? Why can't you, I don't know, worry about unwed mothers with babies that need fathers or something? I don't know. Or even, even abandoned pets would be better than he envisions these laws as part of the committee's mission to review the nation's long-standing French-inspired penal code 
and adopt it into the economic social reality. So I, I didn't know this was French inspired. But Bozeman presented his details of his plans of anti-homosexuality laws during a recent radio broadcast on the public radio station La Voila du Sahel. Sahel? Anyway, I read uh, what he had to say, and it's a rambling, long diatribe about why <coughs> a same-sex married couples should be executed. It's just really lovely. So, you know, in Africa, there's, it's just a real mix, you know, from country to country in, on that continent. Things are quite different, and some are really severe. And I, you know, it's, um, boy, if you're born in the wrong country there, mm, 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 be careful. Okay, now back to local, more local news. Santos. <laughs> oh, my God. The revelations of photos showing George Santos in drag prompted a wave of news stories pointing out that the latest developments represented yet another chapter in the freshman lawmaker's never-ending trial of lies about his background and identity. But perhaps the biggest takeaway was the juxtaposition just, just between these photos and a video Santos posted in 2022 when he hurled the same slur other Republicans have used to falsely brand drag artists and the broader LGBT community as pedophiles. Now, this guy is just unbelievable. In the video defending Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, don't say gay or trans laws, or trans laws barring classroom instruction on gender identity or sexual orientation, Santos, who represent parts of Queens and Long Island, said the law would protect the values and the innocence of children and that the left is hell-bent on creating a false narrative because they want to groom our kids. So, <clears throat> um, I don't know what to, where, to, where to go with that. It's just not working for me. So, anyway, that's all the news. That's the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything we've got in between. And uh, don't forget, today is ice cream for breakfast day. <laughs> and uh, also, it's na and if you can't get past that, it's National Homemade Soup Day, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> go to Trader Joe's. they got soup starter. Uh, it's just about $3, and it's got some vegetables. And uh, get some stewed tomatoes and some chicken broth and brew it up with some, I don't know, elbow macaroni or rice or something and make yourself some fabulous soup or go better yet go to saturday market here and get all your ingredients chop them up and make some soup it's that time of year um and thank goodness january is over and we're into february and i would be remiss if i did not mention that uh if you're struggling there is help and there's always 988 as opposed to 911, 988 is the new helpline and someone to talk to, uh, someone to listen, uh, and a lifeline, hopefully, for many people and save many lives. So there you have it, folks. KXFM 104.7. I'm going to take a, a music break. I'm going to be back with Ida May here. I think. Uh, I you know, we tried to push her out the, out of the studio, but she's back. I don't know. And we're going to talk to her in a minute. <laughs> 
How about that? This is Adam A. And this is Craig. And, and she's back. We tried to push her out, like I said, but we, we like a bad penny. She keeps coming back. We are actually, I'm so happy to see her back. And you've been traveling. You, I, I have. I went to Roatan with the family. To, to wait, no, wait. Roatan? Roatan, an island off the coast of that's, uh, Honduras. That's not a store at Fashion Island? Well, I wish it was. <laughs> I was told it was, you know, first cabin, but let me tell you, it was an adventure of a lifetime. It was way over this old girl's head, but I did it. I did it. So you went with family and you were there. Where is Roatan? Is it like south of the border? It's a little island. It's a skinny little island like a finger off the coast of Honduras. What possessed you? Well, I've been there before. (laughs) I know. I've been there before when I was younger, uh, like three years ago, when I was so much younger. When you were 30. Yeah. (laughs) And this time we visited uh, a a guy that I knew in Telluride, and he was an extreme skier, and I don't know what we were thinking because once we got there, it was extreme snorkeling. Oh, wow. And old Adam May got her butt kicked. Uh, <laughs> our, our, our kids could do anything he could do. It was amazing. But Mickey and I, you know, we had to, we, we had to take to our books. 
on occasion, <laughs> and 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 lay out on the palapa. Was there a little wine involved once in a while? Every once in a while, <laughs> and 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 my ties and uh, every other kind of liquor you could imagine. We had fun though. I, I I'm I'm talking trash on myself, but really it was the adventure of a lifetime. But on top of that, Craig, the very next day when I got back, I went to my granddaughter's princess tea party. Oh my! Where you dress in costume and become a princess and have tea. Oh, I didn't. I've never heard of such a thing. Well, it's new. <laughs> Go to Manhattan Beach. You'll be amazed. <laughs> well, I got to say, we. I'm so glad to see you back. For every what the last three weeks, yes. I keep looking at the schedule and I said, "Well, there's music, but she shows up sometimes." And you know, <laughs> you just weren't there. Well, you know, the last time I saw you was at Tony's send-off. Oh my! That's been a long while ago. <laughs> It was, and what a send-off. That was a there, standing room oh only. Oh, my God. And what she had to say, boy, she didn't waste, I waste know. any airwaves. That girl has fire in her belly. She ain't through. I love you, Tony, if yeah, you're listening. I hope you're tuned in. Well, I'm in. glad you're back, Adame, and have a fabulous show. Knock them dead. I will. I'm going to. I've got big, big show. I've got a friend of mine, a favorite journalist, is going to call in with a, 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 some, a poem he wrote. Oh, wow. And, and then the second hour, a couple of five and dimers are coming in, Morgan Burrell and Craig Christie. So I've got a great show. Oh, my God. Knock them dead, Okay, okay. <laughs> break a leg. Thanks so much for keeping this warm for me. Now, let's see. Where am I? There I am, and there it is. Okay, folks, this is Adame bringing you the, the very best of Radio Neighbor, and I can conjure up with my old self. And, you know, today there is uh, there has been a really sad thing that happened this week with Dr. Mark Mamone, right here in Laguna Beach, he was he was killed on his bike riding up the Coast Highway North. And uh, I, I just want to dedicate this first song to him, to his family, to the Providence uh, Hospital community, and all of us. What a loss, what a tragedy, how violent and evil. This goes out, though. This is a sweet little song about bicycles to uh, our whole community. Row 